You're listening to Innovation Fuel, a business podcast by University Canada West. Bringing you fantastic stories for accomplished entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. Let's explore the entrepreneurial world through local businesses and our university community. Hello, partner. Hi, Galari. What's going on? Good. I'm happy today and energetic to have a guest today that we can talk about many different aspects. Well, I think, and, and, and I think what you're talking about in many different aspects is, you know, can we find further value in an offering? Can we look to deliver something more to a customer that we might want to serve? And can we look to see if there might be some rebates out there that might help in creating that offering and creating a new business model? Exactly. And you know that we are talking about everything for technology-oriented, innovative, digital-oriented, but sometimes maybe our product is creative, is innovative, but the way our offering is, it should be traditional. You know, it should be combination maybe of everything. And this is, I think it's creative to still use the traditional models. Yeah. And I think what you're talking and what you're leading towards is that in understanding the customer we're working with, how do we serve that particular customer? Now, does it always need to be technology driven and does it always need to be digital driven? Not always, because again, depending on who that target audience is and what their need is. Do you think that we can figure it out from our guests that what is the new and innovative way to build a business model? Well, I, I really hope so. I'm looking for some new, exciting ideas. Let's welcome Alex Honodel from Green Solutions. Yes, let's welcome Alex to another episode of Innovation Fuel brought to you by University Canada West. Alex, before we get on to this wonderful show, I know we got a lot to learn, but let's learn a little bit about you, Alex. Yes, so I am from Los Angeles and I own Green Solutions. We sell energy efficient pool equipment. Um, and like Dave mentioned, we used to sell smart sprinkler controllers. Um, energy efficiency is kind of my passion. I've always known that I wanted to uh, work in that industry uh, growing up, um, and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I was lucky enough to have um, people around me when I was a child who were in this industry and kind of ex- uh, showed me their experience. Um, and yeah, I started this business in college part-time, uh, just kind of like a gig job, so it's definitely something that a college could start with. Tell us a little bit about this business, the current business you're in right now. Sure. So the current business is the energy efficient pool pumps. There is a rebate. I'm going to use Canadian dollars, even though I'm from Los Angeles. So the rebate is 1300 Canadian dollars. And the total cost is about 1700 Canadian dollars. The out-of-pocket cost $400 Canadian. And then they save 1300 Canadian dollars per year in electricity. So it's really high electrical savings. And that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, I worked for a pool company in high school just as a secretary to start paying for my university fees. And I continued learning about the industry once I got into college and had marketing and kind of those classes of, of business and entrepreneurship classes. I started working intensely with the company and eventually became their director of marketing. And that's kind of how I started. That's what I did in college. What problem you're solving? So the problem that I'm solving, definitely that nobody knows that these rebates exist and nobody wants to do the eight pages of paperwork um, and wait uh, six to 12 months for the rebate money to come back. $1,300 Canadian is a lot of money to kind of risk in this situation by us fronting the rebate. 
So the customer only paid the difference out of pocket, and then the risk would be on me. But since I did so many of them and I uh, worked with the rebate company so intensely, I got all the rebates back and all the problems I knew how to solve. It was like, that was my job to make sure all the rebates got paid. It was a lot easier for me to do it versus if a customer did it, it would take them three to four hours to figure out all the paperwork and mail it in. And hopefully they remember in the year that they're supposed to get this check in the mail. Who's your customers? Are they homeowners? Yeah. So all my customers are single family homeowners. And in my territory, the average or the median age of these homeowners um, is about 55 to 60 years old. And that audience is less likely to go to the internet. It's not like a restaurant where you go online to look to see if it's clean, the menus, reviews, stuff like that. Most people at this age range in this area ask their friends or their neighbors. But if I take something to their front door, they'll see it for enough seconds to read enough of it to be like, oh, okay, yes, I actually need a pool pump. Here is the information in, in my hand. So that flyers taped to the door is very easy. It's very cheap, especially if I do it myself, which is what I did when I started in college. I just passed out flyers by myself. It was 44 degrees Celsius outside. I was in the full sun in Los Angeles. I had barely had any understanding of what I was doing. I was kind of just like failing my way through. The wall was falling apart, so I couldn't get the screw to stay in the wall. Just everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. I made $100 on this one sprinkler controller, but it was a lot of work. to do the first one. I did it again the next day and the next day and the next day. And then by the end, it took me about 20 minutes per installation at $100 or I guess $130 Canadian dollars per installation was my profit for 20 minutes of work. Are you doing it alone? I have technicians who do the installations for me and I have people who pass out flyers At the peak, when I was just doing flyers, I do a little bit of postcards now too, just because managing people to pass out flyers is a lot of man hours. At the peak, when I was doing marketing for the other company, I had 18 mostly students passing out flyers. Do you use any kind of digital marketing for your work? Like I mentioned, the median age of my customer base is around 60, 55, 60 years old. That age group is not going to the internet to find a new pool pump. They're not doing the research. They're asking their friends. That's like the main thing that they would do is ask their friends. They're not going to the internet. So I've tried internet marketing, but it it doesn't work. What you can see that is a lot of word of mouth. So do you have any kind of loyalty program for your client? I do not. Pumps only need to be replaced around every 10 to 15 years. So I hardly ever have repeat customers. How do you scale this business up now? How do you scale into other areas with this rebate program, this competitive advantage? And how do you reach a newer millennial element? Because there have to be house owners out there that want to save $1,300 a year too. Specifically, the neighborhoods are kind of older. Almost everybody is around that 55, 60. They're kind of like aging out and the next generation hasn't started buying houses in this area. Most of the next generation is either in like high school still college, but they're not ready to buy a house. And I am expanding within Los Angeles. So like I mentioned, I do about 100 pumps a month, which is about 1,200 pumps per year. And there's about 15,000 pumps that break in Los Angeles every year, getting close to about 10% of the market share. I know that you don't do new installations. What about the maintenance? Do you have any maintenance activities or no? Pumps don't need maintenance unless you break something. So we do do repairs for these pool pumps through the warranty. We actually have an additional year warranty through the manufacturer than any other company in Los Angeles, just because we do such a high volume and they basically trust us to do it correctly. So you don't have any kind of any other relationship with other businesses to get their services for yourself. It's just manufacturer. For the individual pool person, service technicians who just clean the pools, when they have repairs, they can't do them. So they can't repair the pumps. They don't have the 
education to know how to do that. So there are a few companies that do both repairs and clean pools within the same company. It's usually a three, four, five person company. The problem is, is for the individual pool person who does not do repairs, they are very hesitant to tell the customer that, hey, this is broken. Because if that other company who does repairs and pool service comes into the backyard, almost positive that they're going to just lose the customer to that person who's a person who's doing the repairs and pool service is going to come off as more educated, explain stuff in a better way than the person who's just cleaning pools. So that's another thing that we kind of solve. What is your main cost of your business process? Definitely the biggest one is the pump itself. So that is a large cost, of course. Uh, And we do purchase all of our pumps directly from the manufacturer in bulk. No middlemen and bulk discounts are the two big things. And that's how we can grow so quickly and and be such a large company because our prices are so competitive. They're about four to $500 Canadian lower than the average person who's installing them. Um, So that's a significant difference in price there. And when I was installing the sprinkler controllers, I kept talking to different manufacturers and when I first started to price shop. So the Skydrop sprinkler controller is the first one that I installed. And then they came out with a second product that was uh, a little bit less expensive. I kind of beta tested their product for them. So I did a lot of work to learn how this new product worked within the same company. You competitively shopped around. You'd look for opportunities to reduce your operational costs by putting some emphasis back at these suppliers, like because you're moving so much volume you know, negotiate better pricing. Basically, once I started installing the the SkyJob sprinkler controllers, I was looking around to other manufacturers of the similar product and telling them like, hey, I've installed 200 of these SkyJob sprinkler controllers and this is how much I pay for them in the bulk discount. How much are yours? If I buy 200 units from you, can you give me a discount? Can you beat this price? I'll switch over to you and I'll buy 200 at once if you can give me this lower price. And I did that a few times. And then the other thing was outdoor sprinkler controllers needed to be in a waterproof box. And the manufacturer sold the waterproof box um, for about, I believe it was like um, $55 Canadian. Uh, and But I found a box uh, that works just as well at Home Depot for about $15 Canadian. So that was another huge way that I kind of saved money there. Since sprinkler controllers are something that you would never need to touch. Um, so you don't need to press any of the buttons. You need to look at it. So I just kind of screwed in the box and said, don't open this. I already programmed it. It'll change on its own for the weather, for the wind or the rain or anything like that. So you don't ever have to touch this. So I'm going to just screw it in this box and don't ever touch it. And because that was going to work and you don't need to, to go in there, I could save that $40 uh, Canadian with any of the outdoor installations. And I just kept that as profit. We've got a, an element of economies of scale and Vertical integration could be starting to happen. Why not be the distributor for California and take even more of our market share of these products as well as installation? I think that I want to stick to one thing, stick to just installing pool pumps. For me, for about almost seven years now, I've been installing these pumps and I like my growth trajectory. I can't do everything. Can't do my own postcards. Like I could do all paperwork to be able to get the discounts on the postcards and uh, and the stamps and discount stamps and stuff like that. But I can only do so much. So I'd rather pay somebody else to, to send out the postcards for me and to print in and sign in and stuff like that. And I'd focus on the pumps. Before we wrap up the show today, Alex, I got to ask you for a challenge. I need you to throw back a challenge to our students. So I have a great challenge. I started this when I was a college student. So if I can do it, you can do it. 
and the sprinkler controllers, I had no help. I didn't even know how to use a drill. I didn't know how electricity works. I didn't know how sprinkler controllers work. I had zero information, zero help from anybody, and I figured it out. Um, but my challenge is to look at your local electric company, gas company, water company, any kind of bill that you pay like that. Look at their website. There's going to be 50 to 100 different types of rebates. Uh, and look at each rebate and see why are they giving that much for the rebate? How much is this going to save you in electricity, water, or gas? Um, who is installing these uh, this equipment now? And why are, are they advertising about the rebate? Do they even know about the rebate? Do some like corporate espionage. Call up the company and be like, hey, have you heard about this rebate? Why aren't you helping me with the paperwork? Like, Ask questions and, and see what, what answers you get. Um, you probably will be surprised at how much um, money the um, electric companies are required to have to give out for energy efficiency. That's why this rebate on these pumps is so high, because there was a whole like lawsuit about how they're not spending money on energy efficiency when the government required them to. Uh, so they put this, this huge rebate on this pool pump, and that's how I started my business. Um from, from this rebate. that That's the only reason why I, I'm, I'm here today is because of that rebate. Um, so there's definitely lots of rebates and some of them could be a little side gig business for you um, if you are willing to in, do the installations yourself and pass out flyers. You could definitely start a business and, and learn everything about it and um, have, a, have a fun part-time uh, gig job that you can grow in winter and summer um, when you're not in school and dial back while you're in school. Uh, very flexible. I really like my job and how flexible it is um, and how I'm able to travel. And that's how I met Tom um, on a road trip. I drove from Los Angeles to Vancouver uh, and uh, to meet, to hang out with one of Tom's friends and Tom happened to run into us. Uh, and that's how we met. And that's why I'm here. More value we can present to customers and serving customers. This is where we're going to find more value offering for them. I love it. Yeah, the energy efficient factor. I knew I wanted to be in energy efficiency from from when I was a kid. Uh, I knew that I wanted to sell something that was undeniably beneficial for whoever was buying. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts. This pump will save you money. It is a good idea to get it. You should be getting it. Any circumstance, you should be getting it. Um, and I really like that. That it really helps me like sleep at night. That I know that I'm actually helping people, even if my day was hard or annoying. I come home at the end of the day and I'm like, okay, I installed five pumps today or we install five pumps today, each of those people is going to save $1,300 a year Canadian uh, in electricity for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, so small, small things can change, can change the world. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Dave. That was another episode of Innovation Fuel. listening to Innovation Fuel. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. Also, follow us on Instagram at innovation underscore fuel.